You are listening to the We Are Better Men podcast. The views and opinions expressed on the Better Men podcast are those of the host. Viewer discretion is advised. You're tuned in to the We Are Better Men podcast. My name is Leyland Diano. Um, as many of you know who have been listening to this podcast since its beginning... Uh, I had a co-host for a while who I connected with through No Debbie Society online, Steve Tillman. He's kind of become this remote digital brother of mine uh, who uh, I love, to be honest. He's a great guy. You know, um, He's an interesting dude. He's in a wheelchair, um, the libertarian. He's you know, tried to get into politics. He's, uh, he's now doing a comedic thing. Uh, he's podcasted. He's... Uh, Christian guy, he's got a lot, a lot of aspects and dynam- uh, dynamics to him. But anyways, uh, we were co-hosting the podcast for a while, and and it was good, and we were having conversations. But then, you know, he started. He, you know, I went one route with it, and we kind of decided that we'd separate, go separate ways in terms of the podcast. We still, we're still good. Um, and he's kind of doing his his comedic thing now. He's doing stand up, but I wanted to connect with him, and we so we we lined up a, a call. And we had a conversation just, you know, he's recently become single and I want to talk to him about dating because I noticed on social media that he's uh, been in a few relationships since he separated from his ex-wifey. But um, it kind of got, it went in a direction I didn't think it was going to go because he, you know, him and I hadn't really discussed what was really going on in his life. Uh, so I'm just going to play the interview next and, and you can listen to it. It's it's an interesting conversation. There's a lot of lighthearted, funny bullshit going on but at the same time it kind of takes a turn and and we talk about some real stuff enjoy yeah man there we go steve tellman the former regular co-host of the better men podcast which is still doing great by the way in terms of listeners now the once a quarter uh co-host of the better men podcast uh is joining me right now live this won't be live when it's posted um because we're friends on facebook and still good friends internet friends and uh i see his life and his life's been fucking crazy so i wanted to talk about it with you i wanted to go live no no holes barred uncensored ask you a bunch of questions that i'm seeing um but first well let's let's quickly talk about um you know, you and I used to chat regularly, both of our schedules, we had trouble syncing up. You got busy, I got busy, but we're still good. Um, but you kind of jumped into a, into the comedy aspect, and we talked about this once before, but maybe just a quick update. How is, what, what's going on with your, your stand-up stuff? Okay, cool. So, uh, anyway, um, yeah, I'm doing open mics. Uh, taking all the bullshit of life and making it uh, making it funny. That's awesome, and that's going good. Uh, yeah, it's going pretty good, man. I uh, I perform once a week at the Drop Comedy Club, um, assuming that life hasn't taken a total shit turn. Um, I also go to the Indiana Whiskey Company twice a week or twice a month and head out there as well. So uh, it's getting there, man. Very cool. Yeah, it's not a it's not an easy area of entertainment to get into, uh, you know, I did the rap thing. I think that, I think in the two thousands being a rapper was the trend for 
white kids. And I think now it's comedy. So if you, it, you have to differentiate yourself and get yourself out of that rat race and the crabs in the bucket. Um, but your shit's funny, man. I laugh. Okay. That's cool. Let's, uh, okay. Let's move on from that. Let's get into the real shit, man. Um, you and your wife, you're no longer, you and your wife, you're no longer together. You and the wifey, you're no longer together. You're a single dad. Yes, sir. 100%. Not a single. You guys are doing like a, a custody split or something. Yeah, man. We, um, I got really lucky. We, um, we did, we got, so essentially we got a waiver from court. We agreed on everything. 50, 50 custody. It's a working living schedule. So it's flexible, uh, for both of us. Um, I get her whenever I want, whenever I request, there's no issues. Um, if I need a weekend for something, I can get it. Um, we put, we, I, I made sure my kid was put first in this whole thing. Um, so she has very little to no impact on herself. Very cool. You guys did the right thing for her. I know it was tough. Absolutely. At the, I remember it was tough at the beginning for you, but you guys did what in the end, what was right for her. And that's, that's amazing. I mean, there's also a, a big backstory. We won't get into that about your role as a father in this situation, which is an incredible story on its own. But, but yeah, that's good that you guys, uh, you guys did what was right for her. Okay, now let's move on. So, so, um, Lou, uh, you and and the wifey split up. Uh, go through that process, become cool in terms of putting your daughter first. That situation's all right. Now let's get into the the, the gossipy shit that I see on Facebook that I'm that I'm con- constantly asking about. First is. The women, man. You've been dating. You're very active. Uh, I was dating. I'm not dating anymore. I'm um, I'm playing the field. So, were you? <laughs> yeah. So you got into a couple like pretty quick, serious relationships. What? Uh, uh, I mean, well, maybe they were. They they might not have been serious in reality, but they appeared serious on the social medias. Um, the first one, the first one was serious. Um, in fact, her and I still talk. Uh, the only reason that didn't work was distance. Um, the second one, not so much. It was just fun. Still on good terms with her too. Oh, you're on, you're on good terms. Oh yeah. It it was mutual. Both of them were mutual breakups. Absolutely. So you didn't, my, uh, my judgment my my judgmental side was was a little worried, like, oh, he's on the he's on the rebound and he's just trying to get love real quick. But that wasn't the case. No, man. I'm uh no, I the first girl I did fall for, she fell for me as well. The we have about a two hour difference between our, our homes. Um and we just agreed until one of us can get into a certain spot where we can be closer together, then things will try again. But um the second one, no, it was just kind of a fling. Um, outside of those two things, man, I'm just uh, – what's a polite way to put it, man? I'm just getting it in where I can get it in. How are you uh, – how, <laughs> how are you meeting women, man? Like, are you, are you using – like, I've used dating apps before. They're scary. How are you, uh, how are you networking it up and, meet and, and dating as a not-20-year-old anymore? 
And I'm 20. I'm 28, man. I'm not old like you. Well, <laughs> yeah, but you're. I mean, you might as well be 30 years single dad. How How are you doing it? Are you Are you willing to share that information? Because you're doing yeah, well. Yeah, man. I um, honest to God, the majority of it, man. I just I just talk to people when I'm out and about, man. I've I've met women at the grocery store. I've met women at the comedy clubs. I've met women um, at the park. I've met women. Um, uh, oh, um, I hooked up with the nurse from the hospital. So, I mean. Like the just, hospital that they were f- fixing you at? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I just, uh, I got I got personality for days, man. I'm not, I mean, I'm not the worst looking guy in the world, but I got personality for days. So I just, I just talk to people, man. I, um, I, I, I use dating, a couple dating apps too. Um, they don't work well. I think they're garbage. Um, but yeah, man, I just, I just talk to people. I, when I dated 10 years ago, we didn't have the dating apps. So you had to go talk to people, you know, it wasn't yeah. like ordering a pizza where you could just jump on your phone, but like, Oh, this girl's hot. Click. Oh, look at pizza. Click. And then get dinner and a movie at the same time. You know? Yeah. Yeah. The, yeah. The dating, the dating game is definitely different now. Um, but just to, to backtrack you, and this is something else I wanted to ask you about you, you were, you were in the hospital for, for yourself and you flirted with a nurse and ended up seeing her. Yeah. We, uh, we hung out one night, uh, right after I got out of the hospital. Yeah. That's crazy, man. Um, <laughs> what about, uh, what about your faith? When we, where do you sit with that these days? When we first started talking, you know, I think we connected a lot. Um, I'm, a Oh, let me see. Unorthodox. I would say not a Jew, but I'm a Christian, and uh, but I'm not a traditional Christian, obviously, because of of my life. And you kind of aligned with a lot of that. Where do you sit with that now? Have you have you switched teams? No, man. It's still the same stuff, man. I uh, Jesus is my homie, man. We're uh, we're cool. Um, honestly, man, I I had to put a lot of faith in God when I was going through the divorce at first, man. Um, the stuff with my daughter really, really tested that, you know, it's when, when your child gets used as a tool of revenge or of spite, um, you start to lose a lot of hope. And I was able to find a lot of hope in, uh, in God for sure. Yeah. Yeah. That, that first, uh, what I've found from talking to a lot of guys now since doing all this is that those first, probably that, that first month, of of separation is the worst because you get into a mental state where you're you're you feel like you have no control and power and as a man you've spent your entire life focused on being strong and then all of a sudden something else could potentially take the most important thing away from you and it's like and that's where a lot of guys do make really stupid mistakes as you've seen as well through all the coaching you used to do I'm sure where yeah, that's man. where that's where things happen where they do things that really I, set them back i will say man uh the first month actually in my opinion the first two months were probably the worst um i i got to some dark spots man and in, in two in the first two months of 2019 uh my di- separation and divorce started i lost my job uh, almost lost my home i lost my vehicle um i was in a bad spot and um I, I got to a low point where I considered taking my own life even. It got it got pretty bad fairly quick. Yeah, that's a lot to deal with instantly. 
what was your how did you get through that man like like really i remember we talked a little bit right when you were in the thick of it but what 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 got you through that i mean obviously faith in god we talk about and and i know that would would be a strong thing for you but what 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 in actual life helped you get through that what saved my life and i you know i could be the super guy and be like my kid you know kind of brought me that um, my mindset was my kid would be better off without me because I'm causing trouble. Right. So my, my mindset was it's time to end it. And what saved me was my little brother. He, um, he called me. I didn't answer the phone at first, which is weird because anyone that knows me knows I answered my phone, whether it's a text or whatever instantly. Um, I answered the phone, told him I loved him, but I had to go. And, um, he heard my gun in the background and, uh, he just sprung into action, got the authorities here. He came, my sister-in-law came, um, I had a lot of people show up at one time to, uh, make sure nothing happened, but it was, it was a matter of minutes that if he wouldn't have sprang forth and did something that we might not be having this conversation. Holy shit, man. I, uh, I had the gun in my mouth and I heard somebody bang on my door, answered the door and it was the, uh, the fine Mishawaka police department. Um, six officers, guns drawn, brought me out of the apartment, sat me down and, uh, talked until my family got there. Holy dude. It was, uh, yeah, we, we must've talked before that. We did. Um, that's crazy. What, uh. So the police show up. Um, I didn't know this was going to go this way, for real. I didn't know it got that bad for you, brother. I'm sorry. Uh, police show up. They talk to you with, with your family. Your family, does your ex-wife come at that point too? <laughs> yes. And um, in all out reality, she made the situation worse. Um, basically, when so when my family was there, um, police had left. Um, they're just kind of talking me down and ex-wife shows up. First thing out of her mouth was, uh, so is your date on Friday with the neighbor across the hall? And, um, she was immediately removed from my apartment by the family. So oh, geez. <laughs> you guys were still in the thick of the other stuff then. That's crazy. Um, okay. So yep. what happened? What at, like, what happens after that? I, you know, that's something I've wondered. I, I, uh, it's different. I mean, it's definitely different in Canada with our, with our social system. Um, what happens like our support, our support services offered to you? Um, no. So in the U S we have a pretty poor system, man. Uh, the cops didn't take my gun. They, uh, they left. Uh, my family came, my family, uh, my brother actually took my gun home. Um, and then my roommate who, who is, um, one of my closest friends um, was actually staying at his girlfriend's. He got the call too and came and he just sat with me all night and just hung out with me, made sure I was clearing my head, getting all the bullshit out, getting, uh, getting back in the right state of mind. I mean, you know me, I'm a positive guy. Um, and I just, I took a bad turn. Uh, just took a good night of just kind of letting it all out. And I uh, got back on the right track. So it didn't, uh, it didn't, it wasn't used against you in court or it wasn't anything that 
prevented you from spending time with your daughter after? No, uh, no, man. We, um, like I said, with as far as the the court stuff, we've avoided court completely with everything. Um, and my ex-wife knew she made an ass of herself when she had came over that night. Um, so it it wasn't held against me. It, it it's kind of hard to explain. As mean as she can be, she can she has common sense into heart. At the end of the day, um, she knew I was in a rough spot because she wasn't in the rough spot. I took the brunt of it just to make sure I could see my kid. So it, um, yeah, it was it was pretty it was pretty much brushed under the table for the most part by by her. So no, that's that's not a horrible thing. I mean, it's I, no. I mean as long as you uh, you're able to work through it. Okay, so. What, whoa, shit, what happened after that? What you, so th- this happens, you've lost your job, you've, you've, you're, you're in the process of uh, divorce, uh, went through the whole difficult time of worrying about not being able to see your child as much as you uh, normally would. Now, I mean, from what I can see, you've got a job. You got, you're obviously in a car because I just saw you in your car. What, uh, what happened? What was the next steps of this journey that kind of started turning things around. The next step was listening to my own advice. I, again, I've always been a real positive guy. You know, this, um, I had to get my mind in, in a sense of God's going to take care of everything. The universe responds to positivity just as much as it responds to negativity. And I just had to flush my head of all of the bullshit all of the negativity, the bad thoughts, the I'm going to end up homeless. I'm not going to see my kid. I'm going to be a bum. I'm going to probably die in the cold somewhere. And I flipped it around, man. And I, I put myself in a mindset to where I can laugh at everything and find the silver lining in everything. And legitimately, as soon as I did that, because the night I almost killed myself was the night I got fired. Um, and why did you get fired? Yeah, why do you ever find out why you got fired? I was not given a reason. I never signed any documentation when I was released. Um, I was fired with no explanation. My little brother decided to leave the same company because um, of how it happened, um, as well as several other people left. It was uh, there was no there was no explanation. Hmm. Nope. Um. But yeah, so I just, I put myself in the right mindset, man. And I woke up that next morning, I smiled, I put on music, just got in the right mindset. And four hours later, took my daughter to the park, got a phone call from Cricket. They said, hey, we've heard about you. We haven't really interviewed or talked to you yet, but we want to offer you a position. Nice. I was like, cool. They said, name your price. If we can make it happen, we'll make it happen. They made it happen. And uh, that's where I'm at now. That's crazy. If and then, uh, and then and then to make things better, um, a not really a friend, but a friend of a friend heard about my situation, offered me this van I have at no cost. Um, so within forty eight hours of just getting in the right mindset and being positive and happy, uh, shit started going forward in the right direction. So you, someone gave you a vehicle for free. That's crazy. Um, 
So you got a job, got pretty much the job you wanted at the price you wanted, a vehicle all within a couple of days. Yep. Yeah, that's 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 big picture stuff. Um, okay, let's let me ask the the big question now. Uh, if you could go back and redo any of this, would you? And no. uh, if 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 so, what would you redo, and how would you redo it? I would redo absolutely none of it. I, th- I thought you were going to say that. I know you well enough now. I would, I, would, uh, I would do none of this different for one reason and one reason only. Um, I've learned. I've grown. I've, I hit rock bottom as far as you can get without being buried underneath it. Um, I've learned my lesson. I've learned several lessons. I've grown as a man i've grown as a father i've grown as you know a small chess piece on this planet and um going forward i i'll only make better and right right choices because if i wouldn't have learned any of this and went back and redid it and we divorced for some other reason and shit went different i'd probably just be an asshole still yeah (laughs) what uh do you think that moment when you when you were th- contemplating taking your life, were you prepared to take it? Absolutely. So you think that if uh, that phone call from your little bro, it was your little brother, right? He, uh, yeah. You, yeah. He, uh, you think that you'd be, you wouldn't be here right now? Absolutely not. No, there's uh, there's one thing I, I've never feared, and that was death, because with death comes no more responsibility, no more regret, no more pain or suffering um, outside of whatever the afterlife might be. Um, And I was just, yeah, I, in my head at that moment, I had justified the action. Um, If I'm out of the picture, my daughter doesn't have to cry because, you know, daddy didn't come see her. Daddy didn't come pick her up, at least not forever. Um, my ex-wife wouldn't have to worry about having to deal with me. Uh, my roommate wouldn't have had to deal with me. My, you know, my, I wouldn't have to find another job. I wouldn't have to worry about a car. You know, it was, I justified it. It, it was bullshit justification, but I justified it. And, um, I had a round in the chamber. I had everything set and ready to go. Um, what, uh, that's crazy. Yeah, that's intense. What do you have you been have you ever have you had suicidal thoughts before? Um one other time. Was it just as intense? Nowhere close to it. Nowhere close. Fuck. Sorry, man. My apparently I'm supposed to be in a meeting in 15 minutes. Um Okay. Yeah, that's uh that's crazy. I uh what is okay, so let's uh we kind of talked about everything I wanted to talk about even more so with you. Um, I, I was really hitting you up cause I wanted to talk about how, how aggressively you're dating. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, I, as far as the dating thing goes, man, it, it looks aggressive. Um, date wise, I've only gone out with three people. Yeah. They just moved into relationship status, official status on Facebook real quick. Yeah. Well, two, the, the first girl, the first girl, like I said, that was legit. That was serious. 
again, we're still on good terms and we might still end up together at some point. The second one, eh, my mistake. Um, uh, outside of that, man, the rest has just been casual friends with benefits type deal. Living the dream, brother. Um, <laughs> all right. Well, I appreciate you taking time now. We should still try to do this once in a while because it, it's always good to chat and and uh podcast is doing still doing well still getting lots of listens so it's uh we should uh, make sure we we do this and maybe even if it's just once a month now get you on here yeah man i'm always down i got i got nothing but time now baby i don't got a wife holding me down saying i can't do it so let's do it <laughs> all right brother. i'll uh i'm gonna get this one out pretty quick but i appreciate it man and uh i am glad to know you're still here still steve still t tibman steve tillman yeah, buddy. I'm glad to be here, and uh, I value our friendship just as much as any of the others, man. I appreciate you. Awesome, Doc. We'll talk soon, brother. Yeah, man. Yeah, peace.